Untitled Beatles podcast. Hi. <laughs> and we should thank Casey. We didn't thank Casey in our Christmas episode. That's right. Three, two, one. Untitled Beatles podcast. Well, happy new year to you, TJ Shannon. Uh, thank you, Casey. Sorry. <laughs> Is that too enthusiastic? We didn't, Tony, we didn't thank Casey on the last podcast. I didn't want to forget. I know, and it was our last podcast of 2021, and he did so much for us in 2021. He joined the UBP team. Welcome to the Untitled Beatles podcast. I'm Tony Mendoza. I'm TJ Shanoff. Thank you, Casey, and Happy New Year, everybody. It's the new year. No more champagne, and the fireworks are through Twenty twenty two. Now this feels like the future. <laughs> I, yeah, I fi- I feel like we're finally back to the future. <laughs> I wonder if my album Small World will be disregarded by critics and the public. It was Huey. Stick to what you know best. Stop doing jazz. <laughs> no, that, that's a true story about Huey. I think it was eighty eight though. The Small World album. Huey Lewis was tired of the sports and four era and kind of tried a jazzier record and everyone was like no well the problem was he had that little girl vicky that was a robot doing all the vocals <laughs> that's the problem that's why the, his album small wonder didn't make it that's what you call show business <laughs> not enough people talk about small wonder <laughs> voice I used to know what Vicky stood for. It was something like voice intellectual child identicon or something like that. That's what Vicky stood for. She's fantastic, made of plastic, microchips here and there. She's the small wonder. Well, we thought today we would celebrate the belated 50th birthday of Wings' first album, Wildlife. Yeah. yeah. Whatever happened to, uh, we should have gotten to this when it was released. It was released on uh, National Pearl Harbor Day. Thank you. Not to be confused with National Pearl Bailey Day, which also. Uh-huh. I said hello, Dolly. This is Pearl Dolly. She did a great tour of Hello, Dolly. The Pearl Bailey Hello, Dolly is worth seeking out, you Jerry Herman fans. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, Wings Wildlife, Tony, came out in December of uh, 1971. Uh, Where are you both before doing your homework for this particular episode and after doing your homework? Where are you with Wings Wildlife as an album in the Paul catalog? Uh, I still rank it one of the higher albums, one of my more favorite records. Take it, Tony. Wow. Wow. Yeah, well, people, yeah, yes. The critics were kind of rough on this record when it came out. It's the first Wings record. Uh, There were probably some heavy expectations on it to be the Beatles, and Paul was kind of putting his heels in saying, I don't want to do the Beatles, you know? So I like this record. I like the songs on it, and I like the way it's recorded, and I like the vibe. Um, Yeah, to me, I, I I would listen to this over Red Rose Speedway. You know, it's probably in a tie with Band on the Run for me. Um, Wait, is this bit or reality? No, this is. Re- I thought you liked this record. No, you don't. You, yeah, no. I I do like this record. This is my conundrum mm. because it's possible to really like a Paul McCartney record that is not a Paul McCartney record you want to hear all the time. Is where I'm coming from. And the game I play is I play Would You Rather. And mm. yes, there's times I want to hear just about any Beatles or solo Beatles record. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we've reviewed Old Wave on the show. Sometimes you want to hear In My Car. You put random records on for random <laughs> yeah. reasons, but I played Would I Rather Hear This Paul Album or Wildlife and A, won a lot more than Wildlife. Really? Yeah. Well, so let's play. Let's play this a little bit then. Press to play. Darling, I love you very, very, very much. Press to play. Okay. I'm also. I'm. I'm a big only love remains guy. Only love remains. The single version never on CD. Only love remains. Okay, um, Tripping the Live, fantastic. 
Trip in the Life, fantastic for sure. Oh, over wildlife. Um, yeah. Egypt Station. I just wanna wildlife. Okay. Okay. But here's one I I thought about today: Pipes of Peace. Help them to learn songs of joy instead of burn, baby burn. I think Pipes of Peace. I'm a, really. I'm also a big. I'm a big Stanley Clark guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the, here's the deal, Tony. I think side one of this record is mostly really fun. Side two, like, there's people who love Dear Friend, like it's a like we l- let's go track by track on this because I this is okay. My thesis is I love the Wildlife album and it's fun to hear it. There's a lot other Paul McCartney albums I'd rather hear than Wings Wildlife. I feel like mm. it's highs. I would say aren't as high as any other Paul McCartney record before 2001. Okay. Fuck you, Driving Rain. <laughs> so I'm driving rain over wildlife. One, two, three, four, five. Let's go for a drive. <laughs> and I'm wildlife <laughs> over driving rain. And this is why we can't figure it out. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Let's go track by track. Let's do it. Let's just jump right in. Take it, Tony. Take it, Tony. Okay, all right, I'll take it. Jeez, lay off, everyone, lay off. Jeez, everyone's always bossing me around, especially that Paul. Um, <laughs> Mumbo is the song that kicks it off. Uh, yeah, so the reason he says take it, Tony, is because they're having a jam, and it's turning into something, and they're not rolling. So Tony Clark starts rolling the tape, and that's why you get that cool, like, <laughs> as the tape starts. And, uh, yeah, he starts taking it, starts making up the lyrics, and then they did a couple more overdubs on it. Uh, this speaks to the spirit of the album that was intended. Apparently, Paul saw. Apparently, Paul had information. <sighs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! Paul had information. Tell me more. <laughs> apparently, Paul was inspired by Bob Dylan's "New Morning," which was recorded in just five days, and he wanted to take that approach to make it sound fresh, live. <laughs> Raw, all that. What are you laughing about? <laughs> Didn't New Morning have If Not For You on it? If not for you, winter would have no spring. Couldn't hear the robin sing. I just wouldn't have a clue. Anyway, it wouldn't ring true. If not for you. Okay, New Morning over Wildlife. No, maybe not, because New Morning's got that locust tune, right? Yeah, the locust sang, and he was singing for me. Yeah, but he's just going for something fresh, spontaneous. You know, this is Wings' first album, so he's got a band again. He's trying to do this thing where it's like, okay, all right, he he did read the papers or whatever and was like, all right, people weren't that impressed with McCartney. Okay, I'll, I'll do a big studio thing, and I'll make it produced and he did ram and that was also kind of like eh, it's lightweight blah 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 so he's like all right i'm gonna get a band together and we're gonna rock we're gonna do this tour where we don't <laughs> we go to universities and just show up <laughs> and play like the, the cafeteria at lunchtime and uh i'm gonna be in a little band again Trivia, before the Wings name was decided upon, the other contenders were the Dazzlers. Saw them at a Holiday Inn. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Doing Shadows covers and uh, (laughs) and choreographed. In literal literal shadows. (laughs) With Cliff Richard. (laughs) Just his backup band. Yeah, that was a suggestion from like a, a, an older gentleman or something who wrote Paul a letter. And then Paul wrote him a letter back saying like, 
that's a decent suggestion. We're thinking about it. We're also thinking about the name Turpentine, which I actually thought was kind of a wild name. I thought it was kind of a cool name. But uh, and then that guy wrote back saying like, no, that wouldn't be a good band name because that's the stuff they used to take paint off of things. <laughs> He's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> but that could be anything. We're naming. <laughs> We're going to name our band Refrigerator now. Because that's the thing you put food in to keep it cool. <laughs> like, well, what do you think a band is? They just turn into the thing. <laughs> anyway, that's the logic, oh, I suppose. <laughs> I like this song. I think Mumbo's got a great vibe. I think it's great, man. I think it's cool. It's improvised. How? Who has the balls to just put that as their opener? Tony, a song that doesn't have a proper beginning. I like Mumbo. I've been saying take it, Tony, since we started the show. <laughs> the issue is that this album opens with Mumbo, and it, it, it doesn't go to Uncle Albert. It goes to um, Bip Bop. Oh, yeah. Bip Bop. I love Bip Bop. I do like this song. Yeah, here's another one that people like seem to hate or whatever. Yeah, in 2018, Paul said that this song did not have a lot of lyrical strength. Where they're whistling, where the key changes briefly, drives me nuts. Yeah, where he's singing that falsetto. Now he's not whistling; he's singing that falsetto ooh over that weird instrumental key change. Oh, I like that instrumental key change bit. Me a little cool. I'm a if you're just listening to the show, I'm a Paul apologist. I oh, defend you love Paul. Paul. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mumbo and a bit bop, it, it's a low point of tracks one and two on a Paul McCartney record. I'm just saying. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I guess it depends on what you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want Paul McCartney songs that were written when he wasn't taking a dump. <laughs> There's a million of them. Wait, hold on. During Mumbo, he's on the toilet? <laughs> when I'm feeling all right. <laughs> there you go. Trivia. Wow. Didn't know that. Untitled Beatles Podcast exclusive. Exclusive. Get moist. Yeah, all right. So, I, you know, yeah, all right. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. But also... I don't know. To me, this record is creating a vibe. And it, it like I think a lot of people, especially in 1971, they needed their rock music to be important. I, I think we've mentioned this before. At least I have. Like This is when Townsend was doing Who's Next? And before that, it was the Lifehouse Project, which is basically Pete Townsend trying to invent the internet with music. You know, <laughs> you know he was trying to get uh -huh. everyone to live in this like big bubble with a rock band playing every night. But it's very kind of it's a commune and they're going to find the magic note. And once we all hit the magic note, like they're doing this crazy shit, you know, it's like, you can't just be a rock band. You've got to save lives. And it's your, your guitar solo has got to be important. Your guitar solo is going to save that woman from drowning. You know, it's just like, <laughs> all right. Man. Feels like, oh, I'm hanging out with Paul and Linda on a Saturday morning, and you know, there's the teas on the kettle, and maybe they're gonna have some of that Scotland. Well, they don't eat meat, but you know what I mean, Scotland food. <laughs> maybe, maybe Paul and Linda go grab a couple dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Hot dogs, Hot, not yeah. sheep dogs. Yeah. Everything goes with HP sauce. So I like that vibe. So that's the vibe to me. That like, if I put this record on, I'm feeling more relaxed. I don't have to experience the burden that other rock stars had to save my life, my pitiful fan life. <laughs> yeah, but but isn't there uh, like greater space between like Lifehouse and Put Your Hair in Curlers, We're Gonna See a Band? <laughs> Maybe the band they're going to see is just that. I think I'm going to go see Turpentine later on. <laughs> <laughs> Opening for the Shadows. <laughs> that band will never make it, though, because that's what you use no. to take paint off of things. Right. <laughs> 
old man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you. Love is Strange is the third song. I'm in love with this one. It's a favorite. I just want to jump right in and say it's the first one. Like, I love every, I love the way it was created. I love that it was it's just a jam that they added lyrics to because they fit. I love that it's an old Mickey and Sylvia cover that they briefly play. That's like the dirty dancing style of oldies you'd hear. Like, yeah. you'd hear this one once in a while. I love the groove of the song. I love the playing. I, I Like, what you're saying about kicking back with Linda and Paul on a Saturday morning drinking tea, I want to hear this. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear Pip Pop. Well, you do hear it. You just have to wait three. <laughs> In the three hole. In the three hole. Yeah, which is right next to the two hole where he wrote Pip Pop. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby, love is strange. Many, many people take it for a game. Yeah, Love is Strange. Mickey and Silva had the hit with it in 1957. Love, Yeah, this is like a blue-eyed reggae version of it, right? And it's 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 fun. Like I, to me, I wrote down this could have been on the Deep Throat soundtrack, you know, which I think also had a version of Love is Strange on it too. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Who sang it? Uh, no one knows. Like the band members were never found out hmm. uh, for the Deep Throat soundtrack. Yeah. They kept that stuff like off the record. <laughs> Peter Jackson get to the bottom of it. Was Michael Lindsay <laughs> Hogg filming that? <laughs> he was. Yeah. Yeah. It was a porno film called Kisses on the Tushy. <laughs> he, he, he covers more I Can't Wish You for six minutes. All right, Paul. Standing there Gazing at you With a sheep One day we're going to do Kisses on the Bottom. One day okay. we'll, we'll get into that record. All right, I'll have to, I'll have to make two cups of coffee. <laughs> It's it's a nice album. And Paul McCartney, Diana Krall. Like, all right, maybe I will try cocaine for the first time. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, that might be my introduction to that sport. It's, it's uh, I will it, quickly, parenthetically, it is a lovely, really well recorded. It's a great album. Like, like Thanksgiving dinner, you put that on when like you're kind of, you know, pouring wine. Trying to get laid? It's, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the only time I get laid is on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> Don't eat the turkey. After all that turkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, love is strange, TJ. So, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't begrudge you that. It, it, it is funny how they uh, took those lyrics and put them over the existing jam that they had. Like, that's a great story. It's totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it was almost a single. There was a promo single, I think, that was pressed up. But uh, because the album sales were so poor, I guess they they didn't do it. But... Uh, yeah, I mentioned somewhere, I forget where, was it in Brazil? I didn't write it down. Back in Brazil, second Egypt station reference. <laughs> oh, yeah. Show. It's a great, it's a great track. Back in Brazil. I love Egypt station. I like it more than McCartney 3. The deep, deep but you like wildlife more than Egypt station. Yes. There you go. And there we're back. Go. And we're back. And we're back. Let's do the title cut. Yeah. So yeah, wildlife. This is an interesting one. Yeah. I, I love that intro. What do you think of that? Don't, isn't the intro cool? The word wild applies to the words you and me. It's gorgeous. It's a white album moment for me. Yeah, I love the exactly. beginning of the song. Yeah. It's like a melodic, uh, can you take me back? Yeah. You know, you get this a like, major oh. key, can you take me back? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, and then the song goes somewhere very different, you know, with this very kind of applauding, descending keyboard progression. Uh, but I like it. It's a builder, you know. Mm-hmm. 
This one, I would say the lyrics aren't all that, <laughs> you know, they sound like Ringo lyrics to me. Like he saw a sign. He went, it turns out Paul went on a safari, you know, and he saw a sign that said animals have the right of way, turned it into this wildlife song. Yeah. I think it's about animal rights. Yeah. Think, well, there's a lot of political things going on. A lot of political nonsense in the air. A lot of political nonsense in the air. It's like fairly big boys are bickering, fucking it up for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have a love-hate relationship with the song because it's one of a few that's a really cool and weird idea that just doesn't end. It is long. This is another, I mean, because there's, for, what, for 30 years, this album only had eight songs. And then when the CD era came, they added the links, the, the Bip-Bop link and the, and the Mumbo link were only added because on the vinyl... Those link songs exist as separate bands, but they're not credited on the record. But when right. they track the CDs, and I think the first CD was 87. It's a terrible sounding CD, by the way. Mm. Um, it, uh, it, and it wasn't remastered until 2018. No, it wasn't 93 for that British Paul McCartney yeah. collection thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, this, uh, this is one that I feel like a lot of these songs, very few of them just don't end. But I, the screaming, it's the, you're moving so fast. What's the other line he sings? You're making it hard for the people who live in there. I love when Paul screams on a rock record. This is some of my least favorite you're Paul scream. You're moving so fast, but baby, you know. In Wings. It's Paul, who basically plays everything, and the recorder on this record. Linda's on keyboards, percussion, and her background vocals. And uh, that's Denny Sywell. We mispronounced it, I think, when we were talking about Ram way back when. Our one mistake. <laughs> Our one mistake. The one day you get one. Uh, he's he's drumming. He's also doing some percussion. And then, of course, good old Denny Lane on guitar, bass, keys, percussion, and background vocals. And uh, his sister, Penny, could not make it into the band, Penny Lane. But Straw Gary Fields did play Didgeridoo. Uh, it was mixed out of Wildlife. <laughs> the song. But also, yeah. But Hugh McCracken was invited, but he declined to join Wings after a few rehearsals. So I wonder what that was about. Well, his brother joined Phil McCracken. <laughs> <laughs> And we've just become 14 years old. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken. Eileen Dover. Eileen Dover. Wayne Kerr. <laughs> well, that concludes side one. You flip the record over and you get uh, an enjoyable lesser song, you know, a deep cut. Some people never know. I like this one a lot. What do you think of this one? It's gorgeous. Yeah. I love it. What is it? Six minutes and 30 seconds. What? Some people will never know. Yeah. Some Let people never see. know. I didn't, it doesn't feel that six. long to me. It's my guess. Let me get my album cover. Hold on. Oh, I've got the pressing on Columbia, which Whoa. on the red Columbia label looks like uh, like a Springsteen or Billy Joel album. I love when the McCarty albums are on Columbia briefly. <laughs> Some people never know. It's six minutes and 36 seconds. Really? It's long. Tony, yeah, and it's it's a it's it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song that would be a beautiful song at like three twenty. I agree with you. I guess I to me it feels like a three twenty. I must really just like this song. I must really just like this album. I just probably I'm doing a lot of chores. Well, it's a Saturday morning. I got shit to do. That's the only time I listen to this record. It's on a Saturday morning. <laughs> I've replaced cartoons with wildlife, TJ, and it's my life is <laughs> tenfold better.
I like it. I think it's a strong song. It doesn't make any of those greatest hits packages or all the best. No, I mean, definitely not all the best. Uh, not on Wingspan. Um, tomorrow's on Wingspan for sure. And Pure McCartney, I'm not sure. I've only listened to that a couple times. I'm frustrated that Pure McCartney had nothing from Flowers in the Dirt because it came out the same year of that reissue. Mm. So there's a like six album McCartney set with nothing from one of his best albums. Oh, Flowers in the Dirt over Wildlife. My brave, my brave, my brave That's that's mm. a gimme. That's a mm. top three or for me. Strong disagree. Okay, there we go. Because <laughs> you hated the 80s. That's the difference. Like, I kind of love the 80s in a weird way. I, I like the demos he did with Costello. I like with Elvis Costello. I like those. Now that I'm alone again, I can't stop breaking down again. But you get into that 80s production, and I, I'm, I got I to gotta get out of that room. <laughs> I, I can't see you listening to Rough Ride on a Maxell XL2 cassette. <laughs> Yeah, another song that people consider tried and light and didn't care for Linda McCartney singing was the next one, I Am Your Singer. It's a duet. I love this song. I know it's perhaps too cute. It's perhaps a little too Wes Anderson confectionary for most people. But uh, for some reason, uh, I really like this song. I think it's a cute, lovely song. Yeah, I do like it. It's got a Ram kind of feel to it because you yeah. hear Linda's voice. Uh, this was, I believe, the album for which Paul taught Linda how to play keyboards. Oh. I think after Ram, Paul really began to teach her so she would be part of Wings. Oh, that's cool. And it's cool hearing her voice on this. I think it's really nice. I don't know if this is some Wide Prairie, that Linda compilation from a couple years ago after she passed, but um, I like this song. It's cute. Yeah, so this is an Alan Parsons rough mix, and Paul loved it so much, he's like, don't touch it. Leave it like that. And yeah, that's why those drums sound so dry and there's very like the cushiony drums, the tremolo on the guitar. There's that surprising <laughs> elfin recorder solo. Like Fool on the Hill, right? Is it the same? It sounds like the Fool on, Fool the, on the Hill, hill. and flute. His name is Zom Fear, master of the pan flute, that magical instrument with the unforgettable sound. I like Linda's singing. I think it's amazing. I, uh, amazing's not the right word. It's, it's nice. Uh, it's real, and it's got that flat American sound to it that I, I just love. But at the time, you know, critics just ravaged her, you know, for like not sounding like Cher or Aretha or whatever, you know, people that have, you know, genuine chops, but as David Berman from my favorite, one of my favorite bands, The Silver Jews, R.I.P., sir, he said, uh, all my favorite singers couldn't sing. Like a message broadcast on a Nova pass, all my favorite singers couldn't sing. All my favorite singers couldn't sing. We're talking about like Dylan. We're talking about Lou Reed. We're talking about Malcolmus from Pavement and David Berman himself from the Silver Jews. That was his band. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm of that ilk, I suppose. All my favorite singers couldn't sing. But the Beatles can sing and they're among your favorite singers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not black or white. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> just to love you. when Tony Sheridan's taking the lead. <laughs> yeah. Mock show, my Bonnie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, like, I love Linda's harmonies on Ram. I think the song's really, really nice. This song would be a lot nicer on an album that had stronger songs surrounding it. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. I do get it. I do get why people were like, eh, about it at the time. It's all context. Right, here's a comp for you. I will take I Am Your Singer over Cook of the House. Fibber, garlic, salt, fibber, 
that. <laughs> yeah, okay. me too. Me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am your singer's more original. Cook of the House is like a pastiche or something. Yeah. Sounds like, like yeah. a list song of foods. <laughs> I mean, yeah, leave that to the pros. Weird Al. <laughs> you just gotta have a tostada, carne asada. That's right, I want the whole enchilada. Weird Al, part of the uh, new By Street Lord video. Oh, yeah. next week we'll have to talk about that. Yes. Or sometime we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the Bitbop link. I love this one. Why not? And it's short. That's all I got to say about it. Love it. Why not? Tony, you got me down a uh, rabbit hole with Robbie McIntosh, the uh, Paul guitar player for a long time. And I listened to the Paul is live remaster uh, this week. And they give him a whole number called Thanks Chet, where he just kind of solos for a bit a la Chet Atkins. This Bitbop link reminds me of what Robbie McIntosh does on the Paula's Live CD, which is just a random connection I never made. But this is really nice. It's a nice link that it, it's cool that it got its own own uh, uh, title finally in the eighties. Now we get the song that could have been a hit. It's probably the best song on the record, I think yeah. most people think. A song called Tomorrow. Yeah, I've always thought it was underrated. It's It made my top five Paul McCartney solo list back in 2020 when we did uh, one of our early episodes. Yeah. But yeah, I know it would not make a lot of people's top five. What do you think of this one? Uh, it's a really unique Paul McCartney song, the kind of 50s coda at the end. It almost has yeah. like a like an early 50s feel for most of it and then a mid to late 50s feel for the end of it, which is interesting that like he's throwing a whole decade of sound into one song. sounds unlike any other McCartney tune. The harmonies on it are gorgeous and beautiful. Uh, yeah, again, I think on a better album, this song is a better standout. I think this one was on Wingspan. Paul's always loved this one. And this song, the remaster from 87 and even the 93 never sounded great. When it was finally cleaned up in 2018, it's the best the song has ever sounded. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's to me, it's got a real Beach Boys vibe to it with the those harmonies you're talking about with Linda and Denny Lane doing those. And uh, yeah, and in that coda you talked about spanning a, a decade, uh, it's it's got the Little Richard. He can do his Little Richard in there. Yeah. Is it a sequel to Yesterday? I heard it uses the same chords as Yesterday. Um, might need a fact check on that, but uh, Yesterday's in what F, I think, right? It's an F. Yeah, okay, there you go. It'll be an F for you. Yesterday. Well, in Rolling Stone, John Mendelssohn said of Tomorrow that it was architect. Archetypal? Is that how you say that? Archetyp... Ecoturkle. Arch Ecoturkle. Try me. Ecoturkle. <laughs> Try it. Archetypal. <laughs> Try it. O-U-T spells Ecoturkle. <laughs> Archetypal post-Beatles McCartney. Banal, self-celebrating lyrics full of many of the most tired rhymes in Western pop. Glossy, if unfocused production. Pretty, eminently musicable. 
Melodies. He made up a word there. That sounds like a Ruddles bit, by the way, Tony. That review sounds like a Ruddles bit. <laughs> it does. It sounds like shit sandwich from the uh, Spinal Tap. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. The review you had on Shark Sandwich, which was merely a two-word review, just said shit sandwich. Um, <laughs> Where'd they print where that? that? Where'd yeah, they print that? That's not real. Is it? You can't print that. Where did they print that? You can't print that. <laughs> <laughs> But fellow Beatles podcast, something about the Beatles host, Robert Rodriguez, comes to its defense, saying it evoked his Beatle triumphs, or at least McCartney's stronger cuts, and says that had it been released as a single, the song might have created more public interest in the Wildlife album. So, suck on that, Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone magazine! Fuck you! Now, hold on. In 1976... David Cassidy had a top 10 hit with the song in South Africa. It was produced by Bruce Johnston of the Beach Boys. The B-side was a song called Half Past Your Bedtime. Was, was Neil Sedaka singing it with him? <laughs> I don't know what happened to people after they bought this record, but I hope they stayed safe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to guess. I, I doubt that they did. Uh, it's interesting. Among the singles that followed this was the Mary Had a Little Lamb. Right. Single. And like, I, I love, I, I'm a weird, um, on my all-time list, the key change in Paul's Mary Had a Little Lamb has been magic to me since I first heard it when, when I was 13 or 14 <laughs> years old. It's magic to me. Uh, That's when I never put on. So I like. Oh, I put that on. I'm like even half familiar with that song. Yeah, yeah. I, I put those songs, I've got private playlists. I don't want to play for anybody but me and like. <laughs> Paul's man, we all stand together. Has been on that list for a long time too. I'm your private <laughs> playlist, playing for TJ. La, 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 la. The original release has it closing with a song called "Dear Friend." Uh, yes, this one definitely feels long. This is another, what, six-minute song, I think, right? Something like that. It's it's at least five and a half. Um, people love this. I know a lot of McCartney fans who love the song. It's him reaching out to John. Yeah. Lyrically, sing to John Lennon. But, like, it, it, God, I don't know how to say this because I defend Paul so vehemently, but it's like here he's guilty of everything John stupidly accused him of in how do you sleep? He's guilty of it here. This is the most mawkish, hmm. <laughs> unnecessarily long, slow paced, the drumming. And this isn't like, <laughs> well, the drummer didn't set the tempo. I tell you what, <laughs> All right, go ahead and stick up for drummers. Dear friend, what's the time? never understood this one i feel like when paul's songs don't have energy they hook you and this song neither has energy nor a hook i need to, to listen to paul's got a million songs with hooks that blow this one out of the water and the lyrical content makes me angry <laughs> wow wow that is such an that is a surprising take from you i am nonplussed which i think actually means surprised but I like the production on it. Yes, it is slow. It's plotting. It probably, but uh, it's also the "As the World Turns" theme. <laughs> Check it out. It's young and the Restless. <laughs> Dear friend, spill wine. I'm in love with a friend of mine. I, I swear by the man. I didn't know Mr. Bills was singing this song. <laughs> oh, my TV's on the blink, and I'm trying to fix it for Saturday night tonight. 
Here's your problem, Mr. Bill. It isn't plugged in. There are so many Paul piano songs I want to hear this. Tony's just not one of them. At least not all the time. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Well, Paul in 2018 said regarding this song, Dear Friend, I'm trying to say to John, look, you know, it's all cool. Have a glass of wine. Let's be cool. You know, come over to my house Saturday morning. We'll start drinking early. (laughs) Get that wine going. I don't know. I like it. I think, and I think that's why people do like this song because it's like, oh, this is like as close as we got to the fucking flower pot conversation and, and get back. This is like, there's a dialogue happening and Paul's trying to put to bed this feud, you know? I, and I think that's a noble cause. That's him taking the, the he's being a, a gentleman about it. He's being Paul. You totally just changed my perspective. <laughs> yeah, like who who am I and who are we to be critical of the way Paul chose to reach out to John after all that? And especially after How Do You Sleep? Yeah, yeah, he could have gone... It's not in Paul's nature, but he could have gone real nasty too, you know? He could have gotten real mean about his, uh, you know, political stuff. Well, John did follow up that the attack song next to Paul was Luck of the Irish. Let's walk over rainbows like leprechauns And the world would be one big bloody stone The way you described it made me rethink it a little bit because... I mean, it doesn't change the fact that it is mawkish because it is. And it does. I mean, this just goes on. It does. It does. I mean, and like, it's not the think of everything else. Paul didn't see minor. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I mean, see minor moon, you know, <laughs> It's Klezmer all of a sudden. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Happy New Year. (laughs) That happened. That's great. Um, You've you've changed my perspective on that, Tony. Yeah, I, I don't. I've been too harsh. And I love here today. So it's not like I don't like him reaching out. But yeah, this song to me, I just never understood like it. It Because if it's not mawkish, it sure is depressing yeah it is it's yeah it's not like a it's not yeah it's not a fun one it's definitely not a fun song yeah it's a serious song yeah and then it closes with uh, something that became labeled mumbo link so it's from the mumbo day and uh my question is link to what <laughs> the end the great unknown I hope this isn't the last song I hear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now you're turning on Wings Wildlife. It's Tony, folks. If you're just tuning in, Tony hates the record. This album sucks. The critics are right. Zero fabs. I think it's great. Oh, Wildlife Over New. Then we were new. There you go. Memory almost full over wildlife. There's far too much on my plate. Don't have no time to be a decent lover. Really? The Starbucks record over the wildlife. Wow. <laughs> Don't you, t- you <laughs> put some soap in your mouth, my man. <laughs> Don't refer to this. It was sold at Starbucks, I think, exclusively for a point. And they had Starbucks mm-hmm. gift cards with mm-hmm. Paul's face on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every Starbucks is playing the same CD today. I've been here since 8 o'clock this morning. I'm going to dance tonight. It's a great song. And we know it's the first year with Starbucks, so hopefully it's a great success, just like Starbucks is. In the ever-present past, that did occur. Yeah. Well, he was the first influencer. Uh, oh, my. Yes, because he also, remember, that was the famous iPod commercial, was oh, Dance Tonight. Oh, yeah. Well, I like this record. Uh, to quote Linda McCartney at the time, the first side of the album is taken up with rock numbers. We did that on purpose. It's so it can be played at parties. One side for when you want to get up and dance, and the second side for the girls. 
when they want to smooch around. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I I was not a teenager when this song came out, but I definitely know that when I'm trying to get laid, Dear Friend is on my Get Laid mix. <laughs> Dear Friend. I love your R&B falsetto, TJ. Your Mr. Bill R&B. My generation's Teddy Pendergrass. Are you? So that is interesting because to say I'm in love with you is also a pretty revealing and unnecessarily repeated moment. Yeah. I give him credit for that. Yeah, that was, it's like the, yeah, this would have been the one time where people are like, oh, okay, this was not lightweight or whatever all the criticisms were for Paul during that McCartney, Ram, wildlife era. Here he is. He's putting it out. He's direct message, direct line to John. This is like a telephone call to John, yeah. which is going to cost him a lot of money because it's a six, five and a half minute song. But yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Paul's got a, an MCI card with a lot of value. <laughs> An MPI card. An MPI card, just for the home distribution of the Ed Sullivan videotape. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, before we wrap it up, the uh, cover art it did not have the name of the band on there or anything. It was just a, a photograph that was taken by Barry Ladigan. So there's no text, but the U.S. versions included a big yellow four inch by two inch hype sticker that said wings wildlife. And then later a blue sticker that said Paul McCartney and friends. Yeah. It's like, what's wings. (laughs) And, uh, the liner notes were written by a guy named Clint Harrigan, which is, uh, you guessed it, a pseudonym of Paul McCartney controlling the narrative once more. Yeah. Well, this was an era of writing press releases around his albums. You know, like the the whole the interview with himself on McCartney that kind of officially declared uh, the Beatles over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it's it is fun to hear this album. Like, I'll put it this way, Tony. I have uh, okay. Uh, I have a book because I drive my father's my he got my father's old car um, that is a CD player, and I've got a book of solo Beatles CDs in there, and this is in there. That's cool. So I do like, and it's the 18 with a lot of the bonus tracks, give Ireland back to the Irish, give Ireland back to the Irish version with the. <laughs> all that stuff. Wayne's world. Yeah. The, the wait, I suppose meant Wayne's world. Yeah. And, and the bonus tracks and the, the original are fun too. A woman, or why the B side yeah. to another day. this album would be with that song on Tony there's I eight agree. songs on the record I agree that's the other thing too like this is not okay London Town or Wings Wildlife walking down the sidewalk on a purple afternoon I was accosted by a barker playing the simple tune upon his flute no Wings Wildlife London Town is so down tempo. That's a sleeper, right? That might as well be kisses on the tushy for me. <laughs> I, I don't know. With a little luck is in my top three. The long version, the album version is my top three favorite McCartney songs. Okay. I mean, you know, that's one song, right? But that whole record, that whole record, that experience to me is it's a, it's a little sleepy for me. Are you bashing Denny Lane's? Children, children. Happy 50th birthday, wildlife. Mixed opinions on it. I love it. I give it four fabs. I give this record three fabs. It is, Mm. as Ringo and Joe Walsh once said, in my car, but it is not one that I play a lot of the time uh-huh. half the album is a snooze fest <laughs> come on down to snooze fest or hear half a red river speed up we'll get to too that little m dragonfly is like a six minute or two yeah yeah i'm sure they'll do a 50th on that too so yeah this year right no next year to figure it out you you can always judge someone who hasn't heard the album when they think that it's a cover of the beatles hold me tight in the medley <laughs> It'd be cool if it was. 
Well, thank you, TJ. Thank you, Casey, our producer. If you like what you heard, like and subscribe. Uh, we are on the Spotify thing to rate now, so feel free to go on to Spotify.com. And this episode is brought to you. We got a brand new sponsor this year, Kenny Rogers Roasters. You can run, you can hide, you can get inside and something light in the dark. <laughs> Pervy singer, delicious chicken. On the Untitled Beatles podcast. And it's your heart that talks you into staying where you are. Name the movie, Tony. Love will turn you around, turn you around. Scanners. <laughs> Close. I think it's from Six Pack. Speaking of which, check out my fucking nabs. Whoa. New Year's resolution. Wow. <laughs> You must have been eating that low-fat Kenny Rogers Roasters chicken. Less salt, less fat, less you. High in protein, high on edibles. Kenny Rogers Roasters. Eat it. Eat some today. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. Sound on all those 70s records, too. Like I, like, I do like the sound on London Town. To me, the song's... I, I would listen to Back to the Egg over London Town because Back to the Egg's like different band. I love and Back to the Egg. Rock and roll or whatever. And it's like punk rock. Like that's a fun, that's fun. Um, and even things like, what do you call it? Uh, Wings at the Speed of Sound, right? That's the one that's, that's the one that's got Sir Duke on it. <laughs> Silly Love Socks is what I mean, which it's, is his Sir Duke. It's totally. And they love, I love how they love each other. Yeah. In the, in the 70s and onward, oh. but. Are you still rolling? I oh, hey, turn this off. <laughs>